We did a lot for the wins. Came in a drop on the 10. Now we on top, top once again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to tighten the plan. Yeah, I got it right in the end. Now we on top, top once again. I don't want it if it ain't love. If it ain't get it away from me. Who you gon' jack if it ain't us? LABB to the bakery. Some niggas mad that I came up. I know my granny gon' pray for me. It was just us in the vacancy. We had to get it from A to B. Wheels never felt like this. Two seats in the hills, how feel righteous. Blue sheets for the You are now listening to the Full Sport Press Podcast. Featuring hosts, J-Ho, Wheezy, Jeff, and Coach Locke. Please enjoy the show. Greetings and salutations. I would like to welcome everybody back. And some of you for the first time to the Full Sport Press Podcast. The premier sports podcast for the consummate sports fan. And this is your one-stop shop. All sports related news and topics. I am Jay Ho. It's your boy Big Jeff. Wheezy is out on assignment. Coach Live back in the building. Say what's up, Cam. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Glad to be back again. Everybody, all right? Good, 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 man. Shout out to the cameraman. Yes, sir. You know, we here. Coach, you back in the building. Yes, Sprayed it up. Your brazen got longer, family. Long, long as hell. Hey, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> My damn shoulders and shit, man. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. coach, uh, the question I have for you, then we're going to get going how we get going. Yeah. Are you going to wear the fro out? I might. It might be if, a time where I need to wear it out so it can just let like, like my, my hair and scalp breathe for a minute. For sure. Heard you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I might, but it, it, it won't be like a fro, though, because it'll just curl up, you know. Whoa. <laughs> Coach Lock problems. Talk, talk to him, Coach. <laughs> I, know, look, hey, Jeff, <laughs> yeah, I knew that get him out of there. I knew that's too lit to him off. Look, he don't even know he's going to ask him. Talk to him, Coach. <laughs> I was going to go through a whole thing, man. Episode 369, man. We're kicking off NBA offseason, Jeff. Breaking down the matchups of the first round of the 2021 NBA playoffs. FSP style. Always FSP style. You better damn know it. And you better damn believe it. It ain't going to be a fro. It's just going <laughs> to curl up. And I'm living in a fucking hovel. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny, man. Woo, best of the week, Jeff. What you got, buddy? Oh, man. After weeks, weeks, maybe months of talking about these horrible, horrible exhibition boxing matches, big dogs are coming back to the rain, Coach Lock. We got Tank Davis in June. We got Errol Spence versus Pacquiao coming around in August. And we're going to talk about another big, big fight, a heavyweight fight later on in the show. So I'm a happy man right now. No more Lamar Odom versus Aaron Carter's. No more uh, Dana White's versus Oscar De La Hoya. Like, mm-hmm. none of that. Let's get to the realness. There we go. That's my best of week. Are you going, Jeff? Ooh, I want to go to the Javante fight. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put these two shots, two, these two shots to use. I might have to be in that uh, Javante fight. Yeah, I, I <laughs> wish I was to be a little close, Jeff. I might have to go wish go. That's my boy. You know, that's my, yeah. that's my boy. That's the uh, best of the week, Coach. What you got? Uh, we know the the school year is coming to an end, so you know about the the kids about to go home, and uh, I incorporated a weight program for the athletes and athletic period, the last period of the day. So to see their excitement, to see how their bench increased 
from when we started in March, late half March to now, the guys are so excited, man. Everybody's bench max one rep increased by at least 25 pounds. So they were so excited and hyped. Just kind of good to see that from them, man, because they had never done it. So that was good to see from them. Yeah, man. Hey, Coach. That's what you there for, brother. Yeah, man. Yeah. 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 Now we just got to increase Wheezy's Mm. bench max. Yeah. Yeah, we do. He gonna be hot at you about that too. But I know he, yeah, he he won't see it. He won't see it anyway. Uh, my best of the week, man. EA is bringing back fight night, Jeff. It's coming back for the next gen consoles, man. This game will bolster rosters of boxers, and they game to date with over forty boxers, dude. The most ever, man. Release date is currently unknown as they get the licensing together. But this is a big deal, man, for my fight night people for sure. Can you imagine the graphics for this game? Because we thought it was look great back then. Yeah, yeah. So now the graphics for this is going to be nuts. That's yeah. the thing, though, Coach. We just got to be able to get a next-gen system, though. <laughs> like, that's that's the hard – it's 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 May. Now you talk. Know, still can't get a next-gen system in May. It's nuts. I strike it out every other day at this point. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Make a great point, man. We're going to get you that, Jeff. We're going to get you that, bro. You know what, Jeff? I'm going to start sending you links, too. I, yeah, I didn't know, Jeff. I'm going to start sending them, too. I forgot. Strike out every yeah. other day, dog. You, 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 you use PS5, too, right, Jeff? Yeah. Okay. Digital, or you want the... the, the at this point? Analog, a, at this a console. Point. You, yeah. Say less. <laughs> We're going to get you one, Jeff. A, a, a retail price console at this point. It don't really matter. We're going to get you there. Yeah, yeah. What you got? Worst of the week, Jeff? My worst of the week, man, uh, uh, the wrestling tip, uh, RIP to New Jack. Uh, if you were an ECW fan growing up or, you know, even just a underground wrestling fan, you know, the the, the allure of New Jack and the, the history and the, the legend that is New Jack. Uh, if, if not, just YouTube it. You will find some of the most horrific matches you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> but... R.I.P. to him, man. He passed away of a apparent heart attack this past week. So, R.I.P. to New Jack. Yeah. So, those to his family for sure. New Jack, man. I watched. I was. Uh, I didn't know anything about New Jack. Okay. And watched his um, documentary that you sent me, Jeff. That came on Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a different dude. That damn yeah. New Jack. <laughs> sure. They, yeah. they hit the nail on the head with that title, boy. Because it was yeah. dark. It was dark. All right, Jeff. Dark. Listen. You didn't tell me it was gonna get that dog, but it's dog. It's <laughs> dog. That it's dog now. Yeah, dog. Rough dude, man. It's a lot going on with New Jack. Yeah, facts. What you got, Coach? Worst of the week. Uh, worst of the week, man. On sneakers for me. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw. Maybe a month or so ago, you had a chance to customize your own dunk lows, mm-hmm. and I missed that. Well, they gave you another chance again a couple days ago, and I missed it again. Damn it. I had some new shoes I was ready to get. I had kept the design from when I missed the first one, and damn it, I missed it again. Hot about it. Welcome to the club, brother. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, don't, I don't get shit. Yeah. I don't even get the, I don't even get the attempt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, it's yeah. all good. That's true. It's all good. It's all good. You had a run, Jay. You had a hell of a run. Hey, not for real. I had a run, and I refused to pay like crazy above retail price. It ain't worth it. No. no. No, no, no. I'll retire. I'm telling you, Jeff. I'm knocking on the door of retirement, dog. Hey. (laughs) My worst week is Scoot Henderson, man. 17-year-old Scoot Henderson is foregoing his junior year and joining the G League Ignite team for $1 million. Fathers, let your kids be kids, man. These kids ain't even going to prom. Prom. Let these kids go to prom. 
let them, you know, hang out and do stuff with their friends. They're becoming, and I get it. They were doing this in the uh, European world, overseas and stuff. Your kids were pros at 16, 17, but man, you don't know what you're missing out on prom, man, and going to college, man. So enjoy it, man. Don't rush. This is the only drawback to what, you know, of course we want the athletes to get paid in college, but this is the extreme of the other side of that. Like when he reclassified, I said, dang. And then he's he's going to be actually the youngest professional player that ever. Yeah. Good luck. That's, that's nuts. He's going to look back on that and, and be like, man, I should have went to prom. Man, I should have done this. And that's True. what you, you never want that. Never want to look back on that. True. And make sure you check us out on iTunes, Facebook, IG, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Beyond Pod, YouTube, and of course, the SoundCloud page to catch up on the full archive of past episodes of FSP. How do you do that? Just search Full Sport Press Podcast to check us on all those past episodes. Sure. Don't forget to support the Real Veal Family Patreon page. It features Full Sport Press on deck TV, fresher than your average, and much, much more. Be on the lookout to join that family Patreon page. It is in our link tree right now. Episodes are up. Support the team. Support the real. Jeff. Yes, sir. You have 10 good wrestling seconds. I sure do. Let's start the clock. All right. So last week was WrestleMania backlash. So we're going to have the who gets the W results. First match was Bianca Belair versus Bailey. Weezy had Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks wasn't even in the match. Um, <laughs> Can I give a pick before you get the results. Oh, okay. Go, who's your pick, coach? <laughs> Look, he don't want me to win. He don't want me to win, Jeff. He don't want me to win. You want me to take his W? It was Sasha, <laughs> Sasha Banks. Who else? No, it was not Sasha Banks. It was Bailey. Nah, and man. Because yeah. after the he, you can see that it, it's, it's been online. Man, hell nah, hell nah. Keep going, Jeff. <laughs> All right, so Bianca Belair won. All right, so Jay gets the point for that. The next match was I mistakenly didn't give the champion of the match, so we threw out the second, the second round. Third round was Roman Reigns versus Cesaro. You both had Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns won that. So it's two one, it's two to one, Jay. And lastly was Bobby Lashley versus Braun Strowman versus Drew McIntyre. Jay uh-huh. had Braun Strowman, Weezy had Bobby Lashley, and it's a tie because <laughs> Bobby Lashley won. So, so it was a tie this week. And who gets a W? So it was good matchups though. Um, and make sure you check us out. Eight oh eight and chest shots each and every Thursday. Shout out to Neek, man. Remember, you might not like it, but your auntie loves wrestling, man. Jeff, I can't believe he takes me for a guy that would cheat. <laughs> a guy that would it ain't about that. I just got to get used to this mute Zoom shit that we doing again. <laughs> got to get back into the swing of things. <laughs> uh, Tweets with questions throughout the week of Full Sport Press, man. Don't forget to comment and give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down on the YouTube page, on the iTunes page. Please rate and subscribe. But more importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell a friend. That the revolution will be podcasted and before we start with the first half. Jeff, you have a yellow box of Cheerios award recipient for the listeners. I sure do. <laughs> it is the game. Rapper the game. Rapper the game, man. On May 16th, the game posted a message to Twitter tagging Jake Paul and his brother Logan, challenging them to a street fight in downtown LA. And the tweet stated, meet me. And my little brother downtown LA in front of Staples Centers. And let's just fight. Head up. Straight fades. No gloves. No money needed. Just on some me and my brother will F you and your brother up shit. Now, Jake Paul is clearly not wanting to stay quiet on social media. Quickly responded. And he said, I think this is easily the quote of the year so far. 
Jake Paul said, and I quote, Hate it or love it, you get knocked the fuck out. End quote. Game. Everybody. Anybody is listening to this, hearing this, seeing this. You have not sparred or put in real work. Years of it. Stop playing with the Paul brothers, man. They put Nate to sleep. Nate, I still messed up, man. I saw Nate two days ago, bro, on TV. His eyes still ain't right. To this day. It can happen to you. And it will be career suicide for a person like Game because he's a rapper. You can't go get slumped and you're a rapper. Mm-hmm. Nate, he just go and do another, you know, play a Tribune show mm-hmm. and we forget about it. I still see his eye. But the game? Won't be looking good for you, buddy. Especially because that's because he he's feel like he's a bully anyway. You know, yeah. You know, talking crazy. Then you out here knocked out. Memes everywhere. The white boy going to knock him out. I'm saying that white boy going to knock him out. Yeah. That white street fight. Um. Uh, stage fight, um, shit, basketball, um, quick work, quick work, quick, and, and his quick. brother, he'll yeah. go knock out the game. He said, "Watch out, watch out." Let me get him and knock out his brother too. Yeah, hate it, I love it. You'll get knocked the fuck That's out. That's funny. That's good quote. That's pretty damn funny. Yeah, you gotta get Weezy to get that out to the game. Be careful though. Be oh, careful. Definitely the game likes to fight player. though. I give him that. He do like yeah. to fight. Now, he is a fighting human being. <laughs> But I don't think he's actually fought a person like Jake or Logan Paul. That's what I'm saying. There's real fighting. boxers. Yeah, street fighting. I, now, I can say the street fight, he might win, though, because it ain't no rules. No, no. What, are you going to do, bite him? Hey, man. He might. No rules. He might pick him up. That's true. It's he's a street fight. Street fight, he probably would get him, because ain't no rules. There's no rules. No parameters. Yeah. Yes. But in the boxing <laughs> ring, stay out of the ring. Just stay out of <laughs> the ring. Game. Stay out of the ring. Speaking of no rules, no parameters. Listen, Uh-oh. Coach, mm-hmm. um, last week we started talking about taking care of yourself. You know what I'm saying? Got to uh, do that. May is the man month. And what a way to start May with Manscaped. Mm-hmm. Um, Coach, give the listeners your take on manscaping and what I like to call man maintenance. Definitely call it man maintenance. Shout out to my pops. Rest his soul. He taught me as a young buck. That this is something that you need to do, you know. You gotta, you know, especially this time of the year. You now you want to keep yourself groomed up, you know, because you know your arms. You want to take care of those because it gets hot outside. You know, it gets hot outside. You know, a little sweat. You know, and hair under there don't mix. You know, it doesn't mix well. So you know, you gotta make sure you keep that clean. You know, shaving well, groomed, and for the the males as we are talking about, you know, downstairs. You want to make sure you keep that nice and groomed and clean. Him downstairs. Him yeah, is downstairs. Downstairs. You know, because, you know, like, you know, if you got a young lady that you're going to see or, you know, well, make sure she's comfortable. Your person. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, you want to make sure that you keep that area nice and groomed and cleaned and and, and well smelled. Oh, my God. And, how, and, you know, my dad didn't tell me any of that shit. I had to learn that shit on my own. But, and I appreciate good fathers out here. Father's Day is coming up. Take care of your father. Because Mm -hmm. in turn, your father can help you out if you have good fathers in your life. Not to say I didn't have a good father. My dad actually watches the podcast. Mm -hmm. So I I, I hear your shots that you be taking at me, son. And (laughs) and, uh, and I said, I mean, (laughs) specs, pops, specs, my man. Jeff, how can they maintain a high level of man maintenance, my brother? After that. Okay. Oh, (laughs) Here's what we have and here's what you need. Me personally, Jay, 
I had the lawnmower 3.0. Mm-hmm. But now they got the 4.0. It's a necessary upgrade. No nicks, no cuts in that special area. And you got the wireless charger. You're damn right. And guess yeah, what's special you. about it? What's the waterproof. Oh, it's waterproof. With a light. <laughs> out like a light. Hey, like you a need light. that light. You need that light. <laughs> Just you give don't... me the light. That's damn right. <laughs> and they, listen, they also have draws. Now listen, yeah. I have not unpacked the draws yet. Jeff, you have partaken in the underwear. Please let yeah. the people know what the underwear here now. Again, as a member of Husky Nation, you need a nice pair of underwear to give you flexibility. Flexibility. You got to move around. You know what I mean? Yeah. No complaints from these. Manscaped did the thing. Nice, flexible pair of underwear. Get you through your day. You know what I mean? And your night. Yeah. Definitely your night. Get 20% off free shipping, manscaped.com using code FSP20, man. Your balls will definitely thank you. Most definitely. (laughs) You guys ready to get started first half? Let's do it. Let's get it. The first half is underway. Full sport press. First half, the hottest sports news of the past week, like we do each and every week here at the Full Sport Press Podcast. Before we get started, I am Jay Holt. It's your boy, Big Jeff. It's your man, Coach Locke. Locke, where can he find you on social media, my brother? Oh, man, nothing has changed. They can find me at Locke underscore the underscore great. That's T-H-A. Get at me. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Jeff? Jay Easley, 84, across all social media platforms. Sure, I'm Jay Hove on Instagram and Twitter. Let's talk on Twitter, man. Stay away from that Steph Curry hatred, dog. He's Oof. MVP. He's MVP. He's on Oof. the way. You know, they finna be at your neck. Oh, no, 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 no. You can't be mad at him. You see what Andrew Wiggins did? Dude, you <laughs> see what Draymond Green did? How you win with that? Draymond was trying. Draymond was trying. At least Draymond was trying. I ain't really he was mad trying. at him. He's hard out. What the? What was Andrew Wiggins doing? Hey, man. Being Andrew Wiggins. Exactly. Let's kick the first half off some NFL talk, man. The Falcons. Maybe looking to move on from their longtime number one wide receiver, Julio Jones. The 32-year-old is slated to have $23 million cap hit in 2021. However, NFL teams with money to spend will create cap space for a talented player like Julio Jones, especially a Super Bowl contender. The question I have for you guys, will Julio Jones start the 2021 season with the Atlanta Falcons? He has to at this point. They waited a little long. To, to initiate this trade. I, I know there's some teams out there with cap space to do it, but man, that's that's a big hit to your to your overhead at this time of year when the season's just starting. So I don't know. I think you'll have to be in Atlanta to start the season. Uh, My heart is saying that he won't be because I hope he will make his way out to San Francisco. You know, we have cap space. It's only a handful of teams, less than half have the financial flexibility to actually afford him. You got the Patriots, you got the Colts, and of course, 49 is a place he could land up because they all are lacking a all-pro number one wide receiver. Yes, we have Debo Samuel. Yes, we have Brandon Ayuk. Yes, we have Marquise Lee, but they are six feet. We need a big receiver like him. Now, we would have to reconstruct the contracts of Eric Armstead and Jimmy Ward and Lakin Thompson, which could save us $15.2 million against the cap. So in my heart, I'm going to say, no, he won't be in Atlanta, but in my mind, I got to say he'll be there. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan was the OC when he was in Atlanta, so it looked good, sound good. This is the thing. I think he'll be in Atlanta, and they'll cut him at the end of this year. All three of the recent number one receivers that were traded were all 27 years or younger. Nobody is trading for a 32-year-old. If you look at a person like Stephon Diggs, a person like DeAndre Hopkins, 
Odell Beckham, they were all young at the time they were dealt, man. So it wouldn't be a long-term acquisition. It would be a win now, a deal similar maybe to the DeAndre Hopkins deal, I think would be the best to fetch a player of Julio Jones's caliber. I think the best trade though is pairing him with Devontae Adams. Could be a nice olive branch for Aaron Rodgers, especially if Jordan Love is included as a part of that trade package to the Falcons. So I think that's the best case scenario for Julio. Well, if we're doing pitches for our team, um, I think, you know, he deserves a fan base that, that will do whatever for him. Like, you know, the one thing about the Bills Mafia, Julio, we we take care of our players. So coming to play in Buffalo, playing alongside of Stephon Diggs, I can see it working. Atlanta won't have to play you at all. They don't have to worry about you in their division. Hey, man, we'd love to have you in Buffalo. Put you through a table and everything. Make it work. Anywho, let's move, let's move along, man. Jay, sometimes you just got to stand up for yourself. And it looks like at this point, former number one pick, Kwame Brown, he's had enough. <laughs> After listening to Matt Barnes, Gilbert Arenas, and Steven Jackson on the All The Smoke podcast, they were reminiscing on Kwame Brown's time with the Washington Wizards. How he and Michael, how Michael Jordan may have stunted his growth as a player, which is up for debate. That is possible. And Kobe Bryant's time with the Lakers, well, we know how that went. Kobe was rough on him. Kwame had enough. He heard enough, and it since went on a weeks long tirade against Gilbert Arenas, against Matt Barnes, of course, Matt Barnes, my God, uh, Stephen Jackson, even Jamil Hill caught a few strays. At this point, guys, who side are you on? I mean, I, you can't be mad at Kwame Brown for coming out and defending yourself at this point because they they were giving him some smoke like like late tall their show, uh, but he went ham on everybody like you said, including the Breakfast Club. I can't blame him for wanting to defend himself. Now, how he went about it, you know, he's going on his own personal tour with his IG lives and everything, and he just going crazy about everybody. So I can't be mad at him for defending himself on there. I don't think I would have gone about it like he did, though. Kwame said, man, revenge is a dish served flaming hot. He's a poster child for NBA bus picks. I know we don't talk about um, Anthony Bennett enough, but Kwame Brown hung around 13 NBA seasons, dude. He earned $63 million. And the first thing he said was, hey, dude, at 18 years old, I put my mom on a golf course. He won. Everybody wants to take care of their parents, and he did that at the age of 18. So Kwame was just minding his business, dude. He was, you know, whatever he was doing in South Carolina, I think he does, like, farming or whatever the hell. Dude, and then people just talking about you, talking about you. Now, I don't agree with all of his sentiments at all. He needs to shut up a little bit. He's going to take it a little too far. And I get a person talk like that, they usually can fight really well. But this is years of stress and bullying coming from these rants, man. He was a sleeping giant, man. Should have been speaking up for himself a long time ago. And now that he has our undivided attention, let's continue to make sure we watch our mouths with the bus talk because the last, as I checked, man, these guys are millionaires and they're taking care of their family, for sure. The thing about it is, I know you said kind of, he may go too far with what he says. Somebody like Kwame Brown can go too far with what they say because it's like, it's appreciated the further now, mind you, as long as he doesn't go too far, like it's, there is a ledge. He he's come close to the line, but like even when he was going to Jamil Hill, he 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 addressed her like, "I ain't that young lady," and all this other stuff. You know what I mean? Like you know, I got my auntie or my cousin that can come in and handle all this for me. I'm like even that was like, "All right," so he didn't he didn't go full fledged with. But it. he did say she needs to stay in her place. You can't say that. But that's what I'm saying. He shouldn't say that. But it's Kwame Brown at this point. You know. 
he hasn't gotten too far. All right, let's let's go to Jeff's favorite sport. He's the boxing connoisseur of the podcast, and the heavyweight division of boxing is back with another big fight. But it's not who you thought it would be. It's not the Anthony Joshua versus Tyson Fury fight trilogy. We're getting the trilogy between Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. Now, Fury and Wilder fought to a draw in their first bout before a seven-round stoppage secured the belt for the Britain rematch. The return clash came with the rematch clause that meant a trilogy fight was likely before the end of 2020 until what happened? COVID. So we didn't get to see that fight. Now it's come out that this fight has been set for July 24th in Las Vegas. So my question for you guys, are you guys looking to looking forward to this fight or has the excitement for it passed away with time? I can't wait. Wilder gets a chance to right his wrongs and correct all that foolishness he was saying about his suit was weighing him down and this, that, and whatever, whatever. Like, and he's had a year. It's not boxing training I mean, because he hasn't fought since the last fight, but he's had a year to work on his actual techniques and skill set, right? So if he's going to do it, if he's going to be a boxer, this is the time to do it because we know now Fury can take his punches. Like, and, he's, and his Fury has defensively took his right hand away that second fight. You know, now, of course, Wilder has one punch knockout capabilities at any time. We know that. But at the end of the day, if Fury can dismantle that right hand, does he have another trick up his sleeve? And that's what's going to show. Because this is one of the biggest fights that can be made either, you know, next it's Fury, Joshua, Wilder, Joshua, Ruiz bounced back and is back into the heavyweight picture now. So there's four top fighters that are available. And this is one of the fights that we all need to see to kind of push forward. And I can't wait. Now, they said this uh, purse will be split 60-40 in favor of Fury this time. So I just don't think this matchup will be able to generate the level of interest to create enough revenue to their first rematch a couple of months back, man. Wilder can't outbox or outball Fury. We Jeff, you mentioned that. I don't think he can figure out how to generate enough offense against him as well. I think Wilder has won maybe just two rounds of all 19 that they fought. Max, the good thing, though, is that Wilder, like Jeff mentioned again, is one punch away from knocking somebody the hell out, anybody in the world. So that's what the people will pay for, but I don't think it's enough for a lot of people to buy in. I think people still tune in because people like to see heavyweights. They're two big names and people want to see heavyweights because they think with heavyweights, somebody's going to get knocked out. And America likes to see, the world likes to see people get knocked out. So I still think it's going to bring in some money, especially being in Vegas. Don't sleep on Joshua's next opponent. He might not win that fight against uh, Osni, or I'm going to say his name wrong, but he might not win. He's also undefeated. Joshua might not win that fight. So exactly. this whole build up to these three guys fighting each other might not even matter at this point. So you guys ready to get started with halftime? Let's do it. Let's get it. We're at the midway point. Please enjoy all of the halftime festivities. Halftime in case you missed it. Coach Locke is back with another edition in case you missed it. Let's hear it, Coach. All right, fellas, we're going to talk a little high school basketball this time. Beginning with the 2022-23 season, a 35-second shot clock will be permitted in high school basketball games by the State Association Adoption. Now, proposal for a national rule mandating shot clock was approved. So what does that rule say? Rule 2-14 states that each state association may adopt a shot clock beginning in the 2022-23 season. So my question for you guys, 
is this good that states are finally going to be able to include a shot clock in high school's basketball? Long overdue. Long overdue. This is something that had to happen. It makes the, the game transition to the college game a lot easier, makes you get into your sets a lot faster and actually, you know, complete plays, work on plays. It was just bad basketball being played across the United States in high school, man. I think it was necessary and long, long overdue. I'm super excited, but I had no clue about this because I definitely missed it. I appreciate this, Coach. Mm-hmm. Jay said, great, uh, long overdue. Takes away that last two or three minutes if a team is up five and playing keep away. You know how they do. <laughs> it takes that away from sometimes. It, but it, it was just, that was a bad watch and bad as a, as a, you know, as a consumer. And then also, if we're being honest, the, t- the kids have gotten better. The game has progressed to where they can handle a shot clock at that, at that age. They can do that. It's not a problem. So I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great idea. Also, the only thing is I think the shot clock should be a little longer than this is why. Hear me out. You're talking about high school sports. And like you mentioned, Jeff, they have gotten better. But if you go as a whole around the nation, think about how fast 35 seconds is for a high school team. You press a team and it takes them eight seconds to get across the half court. So now you got to get in your play and run and execute within that 26 seconds, which you're dealing with high school kids. Now, your your teams that are really efficient, have really good basketball players, it won't take nothing for them. But I think they should just extend this to maybe 40, 40 to 45 seconds to give those kids a little time to run those plays. Now, your teams that are running, running and going up and down the court, doesn't matter for those guys. But just playing devil's advocate and thinking about those teams that actually have to run plays to get involved, they're going to suffer the most from this. But I still think this shot clock is needed for sure. I think it's just progress. I think it's progress. I think it's one of those things that they go with a 35-second shot clock, and they're like, eh, let's just push that thing up to 40. It's easier to push it up than going to a situation with no shot clock. So give me something rather than nothing for sure. sure. And make them coaches that, not you, Coach, but the coaches who just sit on the sideline not doing nothing, get your ass up and coach these kids mm-hmm. and make, help them do better in high school. So learn how to beat the press and how to you know how to beat the zone and things like that instead of just giving the ball to Will and say everybody get out of the way and build their offense. Mm-hmm. So, I know, for sure. Yeah, we, go to hell ball. Let's go to yeah. hell ball. Oh, it's all, yeah. it's, it's terrible <laughs> to, to wake up and see a score where they say, yeah, it was only four-point score in the second half because they sat on the ball the whole time. Like, come yeah. on. Yeah. You're not helping the kids with that. Hell no. Nah. Ain't nobody getting no scholarships that way. Dog. Right. You guys ready to get started the second half? Let's do it. Let's get it. The second half is underway. Full sport practice. Second half, the 2021 NBA playoff breakdown show. The first round. I am Jay hope It's your boy, Big Jeff. It's your man, Coach Locke. After a shortened 72-game season and a few days in the play-in tournament, the postseason is finally here, guys. The 2021 NBA playoffs begin Saturday, May 22nd, with a full slate of four games. We are here to break down the entire first round, Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. Starting with the Eastern Conference, man, let's kick it off. The number one seed versus the number eight seed. Philadelphia 76ers, one. Washington Wizards, eight, man. Give me your prediction and why, Jeff. Uh, I got the Sixers in six. I can see Russ and Bill sneaking out a quick one, and it's one of these first two, then winning one, you know, maybe game five or something like that to keep it respectable. Um, Berton has got to find his shot. He didn't have it at all in his in the play-in tournament. Bradley Bill, I hope that hamstring gets to working, you know, gets worked out a little bit better for him. 
And to be honest, Russ has got to stay on attack mode at all times. He can't be passive. He can't – I don't care if he's not shooting well. He's got to keep doing things to keep his team involved because when he's aggressive, they are not – you know, they're not a world beaters by any chance. That, that team does not have a lot of talent on it. But they are competitive. And I think with Philadelphia, they can push them to at least six games if, they, if Russ stays in attack mode. Oh, I have the 76 also, but I have them in five, like Jeff likes to call it a gentleman sweep. Uh, the 76 won all three regular season games, even with Bill dropping 60 in one of those games, the 76 still won that game. So we know Bill is going to get his. Russ is going to get his triple doubles, but I don't think past those two guys, they have enough to make the upset happen. They have no answer for him beat. He averaged 30 against him in three games, and in one of those games, he only played 20 minutes, and he still averaged 30. So I just don't see where the Washington Wizards can pull this upset off. Yeah, I agree, man. I got the 76ers winning in five. The Wizards still hobbled, man. Still major underdogs going into this. Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons haven't really had a great playoff run together. They never reached the conference finals. Last season, they were swept out of the first round by the Celtics. So that's why you got Bruce Brown out of there and you hired Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers will not let this happen this time. Got to deal with Westbrook. Westbrook has to continue to work hard on offenses because this year he's playing a little bit better defense, but in turn he's out of gas on offense. So, um, yeah, man, I got the 76 Just a bad matchup. Just a bad matchup for the Wizards. I think if it was a 2-7 matchup, it might be a little different for them, but at 2 seed, scary, speaking of. Go ahead, Jeff. I, I was saying that. I thought you were going to say something. I thought you were sure. I got nothing. I got uh, nothing. <laughs> speaking of that 2-7 matchup, we have the Brooklyn Nets, the two seed versus number seven seed, Boston Celtics. Give me your prediction and why, Jeff. All right. So, Brooklyn, talent-wise, most talented team probably in the NBA. Um, but they just I mean, obvious. They haven't played enough games together. I think this series goes longer simply because they, they're having a jail and – this is going to be six games as well. I think Boston, because they they played with together, together a long enough time. Brad Stevens, if he's the coach, everyone thinks he is. Jay tells me he is all the time. He could push this to six games just simply because off of scheming and talent. I mean, God, no, Steve Nash is way above his head at this point. So I got this going six games. Brooklyn, though. Uh, I have Brooklyn, but I also have this game in five also. The injury to Jalen Brown is just going to be too much for Boston. If Jalen Brown was in this game, it might be a whole nother series completely. The next one, all three of the games, they play against Boston, but we know Boston was dismantled early during the COVID. But the last 10 games, the Knicks are six and four. It's not that great. They average 117 points per game, and their opponents are averaged 113 points per game. So we know the Knicks are not going to play any defense, and we know that's what the Celtics do. Now, the Celtics, they're four and six in their last 10 games. They average 116 points. And their opponents average 116 points also. So with them not doing too well defensively like we typically would see them do, and you're going up against Brooklyn with all that offensive power, I just don't think the Celtics should be able to get out more than one game. Y'all got a gentleman sweep going as well. With the Celtics surviving that Washington scare to finish with the seventh seed, they were rewarded playing the most potent team we've ever seen offensively. And with Marcus Smart and uh, Robert Williams both being injured, heading out of that play-in game, it's going to be a tough uphill battle for my guy, Jason Tatum. 
Now, the good thing, like Coach Locke mentioned, these guys haven't played together. They only played in two games prior to the playoffs and eight total. Eight games total, 10 as a, as a complete unit, man. So if there's some chemistry issues, I think Jason Tatum can pull off maybe one win. But with Barclay being at 33%, or maybe 50%, by the end of the series, I got the Nets in five. Let's move on to a good matchup, man. Revenge, the number three seed, Milwaukee Bucks, versus number six seed, Miami Heat, Jeff. Who you got and why? This, if Miami would have been healthy all year, this is number one and number two seed in the East. To me. To me. These are the two best teams in the East. Not talent. Teams. One to 12. These are the two best teams in the East. One to 12. Not talent-wise. Not superstar-wise. You got You're saying depth. You're saying depth. depth. One to 12 is Milwaukee and Miami. This is going seven. Can't wait to see it. I got Milwaukee winning in seven, but it's going seven. I agree, Jeff. This game is going to go seven. And I think this is going to be one of the closest first-round matchups that we see out of all these first-round matchups. The Bucs won its regular season two to one in the series, but Jimmy Butler didn't play in any of those games, which we know he's the big difference. And the addition of Drew Holiday is going to help Milwaukee. Holiday has held Butler to 36% shooting on 39 shots and forcing five turnovers, and he's only gone to the free throw line three times when he's played against them. So I think the addition of Holiday to Milwaukee is going to make it easier for the Bucks. So I'm going to go Bucks in seven. Man, I got a lot of faith in the Heat. The Heat are on fire. They're playing really well. No pun intended. But, like, the Heat should be back at full strength, with the exception of Victor Oladipo, who they're saying he might miss the entire year next year, Jeff. Damn, man. Anyway, but with Milwaukee rebuilding itself with Drew Holiday, like you guys mentioned, Bobby Portis, who's shooting 47% from three. Shout out to uh, Bryce, who told me that stat. He's a, I didn't know he was shooting like that. By Poison turned himself into a pick and pop three. Like he's a, he's a wing now. Anyway, this is the thing. Bam Adebayo has Giannis Antetokounmpo's number. He only averaged 16 points against them. Nearly 49% from the field. He can't do anything against Bam. But it's a Drew Holiday. That's the difference. This is the revenge tour. Bucks and six, man. Tyler Harrow is not the same Tyler Harrow. Duncan Robinson is playing for a contract. It's not the same Miami team. It's still Jimmy Butler. It is still Bam. It's not the same Gorn. Gorn, they need to go ahead and call old Yeller. Put him on out the pasture. Get him out of there and play Kendrick Nunn. God damn. I hate that too. <laughs> Let's move on to the four five matchup, man. The New York Knicks at the four C versus number five Atlanta Hawks. Jeff's guys, who you got and why, Jeff? Styles make fights. Four and five seed. This is going to—they're not the most talented. But this is going to be fun to watch. It's also going seven. I got Hawks in seven. Yeah, that was, a, that was a home pick right there, huh, Jeff? <laughs> Not really, because if you think about it right now, the Knicks are playing great. I, I get it. Julius Randle's average 30 against the Knicks. I mean, sorry, against the Hawks. Here's the thing, though. Two of those games were before um, Nate McMillan took over. We've been a different – they've been a different team before Nate McMillan, after Nate McMillan. So, we got our coach. Trey is passing the ball more. <laughs> Click Capella's involved. I think this is this is going to be one of the ones like when when the Hawks will play the Celtics in the first round and they had no business going seven games with the Celtics when they had KG and Paul Pierce and Ray Allen, but they did. 
and this is going to be just like that. So give me the Hawks and seven. Uh, I'm going to go with the Knicks, but I'm going to go six. They were 3-0 against the Hawks in the season, which all the games were close. They pulled away late in those games, and even the one where they won in overtime and Trey Young left the game early because of injury, it was still a close game. But like you mentioned, man, they have no answer for Julius Randle. He's averaging 37, 12, and 7 against the Hawks, making over half his threes and shooting 58% from the field. They have no answer for him. Trey struggled against the Knicks, only averaging 24. I'm crazy saying only 24, but he shot 36% from the field and 21 from the three. All of those are below his season averages. But I just think the Knicks are a playing well right now. Tibbs got them playing defense, which we know he was going to do. So I'm going to take the Knicks in six. It's going to be exciting, man, to hear MSG back to 13,000. I know that's crazy to say it's only 13,000, but the thing I worry about with the Knicks, now Tibbs plays his regulars the most minutes in the league, like he's done in Chicago, in Minnesota, and now in New York. So I think the wear and tear might wear the actual team down, especially the, the way they go through Julius Randle. He's going you know, to do his thing. There's nobody that can guard him. But both teams have a huge, huge number of newbies. And we've seen this. New guys coming into the playoffs, not the same. It's a different type of light. Atlanta has the better shooters. New York has the grimier squad. I got to go with the grime. Give me the Knicks and seven. All right, let's move on to the Western Conference. A matchup that I did not see coming. Um, the number one seed, Utah Jazz, versus the number eight seed, Memphis Grizzlies. Give me the prediction and why. All right. So Memphis wins the play-in tournament on the Western Conference. I think most of us had to go to state here um, before that game actually happened. But shout out to Memphis for figuring out you don't have to shoot threes all game to win a series. You can actually get to the rack and make passes to the open man and hit an outside tray if you need to and not pull up an ill-advised three-pointer. Shout out to John Moran. So I think they will push Utah further than anyone expects right now. I think right now they're saying this is either a sweep or five. I got this going possibly six games just off of the matchup being rough for Utah and maybe not being able to score. They can play defense, of course. We know how Utah can play defense. But may not be able to score enough points to put Memphis away. And Memphis is going to play with all heart. That's how they have. So give me Utah in six. Uh, I think it's going to go five. I think it's a bad matchup for them. But I think in the end, when it's close, Memphis won't have enough to close out those games. You know, Josh's still young. He's still figuring some stuff out. He had average career highs of 26 points, five assists, and three and a three-point shooting of 38.6. But I just think Utah's defense, they're going to have too much. You know, Josh's going to have to get his points in the paint like he does, but we know he's going against one of the defensive players of the year plenty of times in Rudy Gobert. I just think the Jazz is going to be too much for them, so I'm going to have the Jazz winning this in five. This is what the Jazz wanted, man. It's not easy being the number one seed, especially in that Western Conference. The vaunted Western Conference is every game. Everybody is uh, two games away from being number one seed, right, Jeff? That's what you tell me. Maybe That's a game. Baffle saying. Yeah, two games, maybe a game. Hey, from two all the way to seven. It's crazy. But this is one of the most difficult seasons in NBA history. It wasn't too long ago that the Jazz basically were a lottery team. But they built that team around um, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. They lead the league in rebounds, total three-pointers made. Bogdanovich is the answer. He's the X factor. If he gets going, 
they can beat any team in the NBA. He was the reason that they did not win as many games as they um, won last year in the bubble because he didn't play in the bubble. They wanted the Grizzlies, though. They did not want the Warriors. They wanted the Grizzlies. I got the Jazz in four. But the Warriors would have played this? Dude, Warriors in six. But it didn't happen. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the 2-7 matchup. The number two seed, Phoenix Suns versus the number seven seed, L.A. Lakers. Give me a prediction of why, Jeff. Phoenix needed that number one seed, man. They needed it. They needed the number one seed. They didn't want to do this. Lakers in five. You guys can go into all the specifics how. Lakers in five. I'm going to keep it short and simple. Ooh, Jesus Christ. You ain't giving Phoenix no love, huh? Five. My goodness. Well, the Suns won their season series against the Lakers 2-1. But the thing about that, Davis missed the first game. LeBron missed the third game, and neither one of them played in the second game. So that doesn't mean too much. The funny thing about this is that Chris Paul and LeBron James have never faced each other in playoffs. This would be the first time they've ever played each other in playoffs, and they have a combined 369 playoff games between the two. Chris Paul, he's going to be a leader. This is what Phoenix has been looking for and waiting for, this big stage. Devin Booker, this is going to be his chance to show the world because he's done in the regular season. Now he's getting his chance in the playoffs. I think this series is going to be a little closer than people think, even though they don't have an answer for Anthony Davis. It's Chris Paul, man. I just can't bet against Chris Paul to get swept or only win one game. So I'm going to say the Lakers are going to win this game in six. Now, most people thought that bringing Chris Paul would only make the Suns a fringe playoff team. He left OKC. They're in the lottery. Left Houston, they weren't the same. Anywhere he goes, he makes the team better. The Suns, one of the most well-rounded teams in the entire NBA. Thanks to Chris Paul, he has this team playing at a high level. People don't talk about the pieces that they did add in Jay Crowder, the emergence of Bridges. Um, anytime Chris Paul gets his hands on a big man like DeAndre Aiden, he gets better. But this matchup pits strength against strength. The Suns have the highest rated offense in the entire NBA, where the Lakers were the top defensive group for the season. I think the Lakers will give up some games early that will end up hurting them in the end because they got to get back into the swing of things. That playing game wasn't enough. They needed two playing games just to kind of get, you know, some dust off of those old bones of LeBron James. I think the Suns will keep up with the Lakers. I got the Suns winning in six. Mm -hmm. Go. I believe in Chris Paul, man. Let's move on to the number three seed, Denver Nuggets. The number six seed, Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> that hurt. <laughs> Give me a prediction and why, Jeff. Uh, this is the best matchup of the Western Conference first round far as you know we've seen it before they always play each other close these teams are you know not evenly matched but it's the best matchup Jokic wins MVP and goes home in the first round in seven games Portland wins we can call this the uh, coach lock matchup right here even though one of my guys is not playing he's hurt and I think that's going to be the difference in this series they used to having Jokic they used to having Murray they got Gordon 
but Gordon hasn't really got his stride yet there. There's no Murray, like I mentioned. And it's going to be Dame time, man. CJ and Dame, they're going to upset this series. They're going to move on and go to the next round because they just don't have the team that they normally would have in Denver. If Jamal Murray's playing, I don't think Portland will win this series. But with him being out, I'm going to go to Blazers in seven. Uh, I get it. People love their favorite players. This is a rematch of the 2019 Western Conference semifinals. Denver has home, home court opened up as a slight favorite. Now, Portland did catch fire late in the season, adding in Norman Powell, going 10-5 in the last 15 games with the best offensive rating in the last 15 games. Dame Lillard is the reason. We're seeing the best of, of Dame Lillard. He got two more good seasons like this. Denver has fared well without Jamal Murray, though, thanks to an MVP candidate and also Michael Porter Jr. They also have a top-10 defensive rating team. You know what? The Trailblazers is the worst defensive team in the NBA. Terrible. Just terrible. Got the Nuggets in six. Really five. It might be five. Quick work, really. But they can't defend. How do- they, they, these they- two teams, these two teams are just, they just play each other well. That's all. That's I agree. All. That's all. They, they they know each other. They've seen each other. And Michael Porter Jr. is different. You know, that's a different, you know, wrinkle into the thing. But these two teams play each other well, man. I think I think it's gonna be a surprise. So you no, know, what I'm saying is no, that's what I'm saying. He's at the zenith of his career. You're saying okay. it's never gonna get better than this for Dave. Right. That's it. No. I mean, he's thirty. Yeah, twenty nine, about to be thirty. Yeah, it's it's, it's about peak time. It's, it's close. Time, yeah. it's, not, it's not a hot take. It's not a hot take. All right. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think the fall off is steep because he has a jump shot. Yeah, right. no, and he's unathletic for sure. Dame is 30 years old. He turns 31 in July, right? That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, he turns 31 in July. This is the thing though. When I see 31, 32 years old, I'd be like, okay, that shit is gonna look like that for a little bit longer. He better find a way to get off that team though. Because that shit ain't gonna work with CJ. CJ he ain't going. Though. He ain't going nowhere. Dame, Dame, Dame is Kobe. Not like Kobe, like accomplishments. But like he's not, you're not going, leaving. He's not, he's not leaving, leaving the yeah. team. Yeah, yeah. CJ McCollum is a statue, though. He got to find a way to sit down. If he can't <laughs> sit down, they losing in four. Let's move on to the last matchup: the LA Clippers, the four seed versus the number five seed Dallas Mavericks. Who's winning and why, Jeff? The Clippers in four, maybe five. It's- the Clippers are playing well under the radar. Nobody's nobody cares. Nobody's paying attention. That's what they need. Tyrone Lou, battle tested coach. They have they have a squad, man, and they really aren't a four seed. Lakers aren't a seven seed. Clippers aren't a four seed. Just the Clippers tank to stay away from the Lakers. We know that, and we we all saw it. We know this. They just didn't want to play the Lakers in the first round. They get a Mavericks team who overachieved, who who lucked up and because teams because Lakers were hurt because Golden State is where they are right now. The Mavericks are not a five seed with Luca's great. They don't have the talent around Luca to be a real five seed. That's just being honest. And this is gonna be quick work. Yeah, I have the Clippers winning this game in uh, in six. Luca's gonna will some games just as long as he stay healthy. He's going to have some one of those huge games that he does that to get them possibly to six. But like Jeff mentioned, the, the Clippers, they just have too much. You know, they won a season ser- the series 2-1, but it's just going to be Paul George. He's going to come back. And it's never this round where Paul George disappears. He always plays well around this time. We know what Kawhi Leonard's going to do, and they're going to play defense. And like he mentioned, the the – the Mavs won't have enough. 
once they start playing defense, Luka's going to do everything he can do to push them through, but they just won't have enough. So I'm going to go with the Clippers in six. And this is a playoff bubble rematch. You know, this went seven games in the bubble. Paul George was – was. this is when people were looking at Paul George like he didn't want to be there. You said yourself that there's no pressure in the bubble. You got people to make shots in the bubble that wouldn't make shots. Paul George was supposed to be like that. He didn't show up, though. He Hey. If he's anything that you, hey. I think, yeah, that's yeah, no, nah, you know, I think Paul George is a hell of a basketball player. The Clippers as a whole, though, small number of teams ranks top ten in offensive rating and top ten in defense. Number three in offense, number eight in defense. So this is a huge advantage to having people like Kawhi Leonard on your team. I think the Clippers are an excellent three-point shooting team. They lead the NBA in percentage from long distance, but. They just defend the three really well, man. And Luca and Tim Hardaway Jr., Jeff's guy, they close out. You got to close out on Tim Hardaway Jr. and Luca. I got the Clippers winning in six. I do. Hey, did you know Tim Hardaway Jr. is going to get $20 million a year next year? Did no. you know that? Good. Did you know that? He's going to get $20 a year next I mean, well, shit. Jalen Brunson is going to get $20 million a year. Everybody That's what I'm saying. Million. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's just, oh, you're just he, saying just yeah. in fact. Yeah, he is. Yeah, for sure. Wow. <laughs> yes, yeah. These playoffs are uh, going to be exciting. I'm ready to watch some games. I do worry, though, about that Lakers matchup, though, because I really do think the Lakers lose that matchup, dude. Are you con- which, which upset are you confident about, Jeff? Um, I'm more, in the West, I'm very, very confident in Portland in seven over Denver in seven games. You can say Atlanta over the Knicks is an upset. That's an upset. Well, that's probably what I'm most confident in then, is, yeah. is the Atlanta over the Knicks. That's the only upset I have. Because yeah. the rest I have, they're going as, as, as a yeah. What about you, Coach? Uh, the upset I have is Portland over Denver. Yeah, that, yeah. And that's just, yeah, that's that's Homer shit. Okay, I got I you. No, it's not. No, it's not. I just, I'm telling you, I think Jamal Murray missing is going to be that big of a deal. Campazzo, man. Campazzo there. And they got my boy Marcus Howard to play the Marquette. He been cooking. Okay. Oh, oh. Oh, I forgot. Also, I guess the Lakers beating Phoenix would technically be an upset, and I'm very it's not an upset. It's not an upset. Well, I'm just saying by the numbers, it's seven not. seed beating the two it's, seed. They, they, how many games were they apart, Jeff, from being a six? Uh, six Lakers <laughs> fell off towards the end. It was about five. About five six. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, when did you guys transfer from boxers to boxer briefs? Oh man, this I, I did that transfer a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's college. Man. Yeah. College. Yeah. I transferred in high school playing basketball. You know, my mom low down. I know she's gonna hear this, she's gonna be upset. You know, she could just get your boy the silk draws, you know what I'm saying? For Christmas. Can't hoop in there. Bro, I was hooping in silk draws. Can't hoop in there. House way. House. You, you remember I'm low down dirty shame? Shame, shame, shame. Stop taking them a silk draws. Don't love it like you do. Yeah. Manscaped has regular boxer briefs, man. You know, comfort. Jeff spoke on how great they are. I will report back next week as far as this comfort. But this is the thing. You can go through manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping using code FSP20. They have deodorant, moisturizers, and important. They got that damn lawnmower. They got that damn lawnmower. Yeah, I'm right they do. Gotta gotta cut the grass. Gotta cut the grass. Listen, man. If you don't cut that grass, it can get too high 
Hey. And guess what? You don't things, want to get too high. Listen, yeah. things hide in the high grass. Your whole snake might not be shown in the hey, grass. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I knew you was going there, but I was like, you know what? Let's just move on. Let's just, let's, you know. Let's actually get the hell out of here, man. Yeah, sure. Until <laughs> some questions throughout the weekend, full sport press. Don't forget to comment and give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down on the YouTube page, on the iTunes page. Please rate and subscribe, but more importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell the Manscaped friends. Sure. Coach Lock. Get a drummer song. Jeff. Camera's always on, brother. Damn right, man. The revolution will be podcasted. Cameraman, we are out. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Thank you for listening to the Full Sport Press Podcast. To catch up on previous episodes, please check out the YouTube page and wherever you find your favorite podcast. Don't forget, tell a friend to tell a friend. The revolution will be podcasted.